You are listening to Revolver Podcast. Want to grow your own weed but not sure where to get the seed? Go to bcbuddepot.com. For nearly 15 years, BC Bud Depot has been building one of the world's most comprehensive seed banks, offering over 50 strains of top quality cannabis to suit every grower's needs, including multiple award-winning strains like Godbud, The Perps, BC Blueberry, Girl Scout Cookies, and more. In fact, BC Bud Depot's genetics have won over 30 different cannabis awards over the past decade. So you know you're dealing with a recognized industry leader that will deliver you some of the most potent, flavorful flowers on the planet. They ship worldwide, offering fast, discreet delivery at reasonable prices. All online orders are processed within 48 hours and are packaged and mailed with the utmost stealth and safety in mind. And if for some reason your order gets lost, damaged, or confiscated, BC Bud Depot will resend it at no extra charge guaranteeing that every customer receives what they paid for. Whether you're looking for indica or sativa, indoor or outdoor, feminized or auto-flowering, BC Bud Depot has the seeds you need at a price you can handle. But don't take my word for it. Check out their extensive library of award-winning genetics for yourself at bcbuddepot.com and type in promo code BLAZIN420 at checkout to receive 10% off your order. BC Bud Depot home of cannabis champions since 2002. Please check your local state and national laws before ordering. It's time to roll up those joints, pack those bowls, and fire up those nails. Because you're listening to Blazing with Bobby Black. What's up, Stonerverse, and welcome to another episode of Blazin'. I'm your host, Bobby Black. You know, over the course of this season uh, of podcasts, we've had lots of different guests. We've had activists, we've had business people, um, we've had entertainers. But as I stated in the beginning of the season, it's really the breeders and the growers of cannabis that make all of the other cannabis uh, businesses and uh, jobs and all those things possible. They're the people that make our enjoyment of the herb possible. Uh, if it wasn't for those amazing strains that have been developed and cultivated with so much love and, and knowledge over the years, uh, we wouldn't be enjoying the tasty nugs and, uh, and dabs that we are today. Uh, and with that in mind, um, my guest today is one of today's top-rated uh, breeders and growers on the scene. His genetics have taken the uh, cannabis competitions and the cannabis world by storm, uh, particularly the strain uh, that he invented uh, a few years back called Tangy. And if you're anyone in the cannabis world, you know that uh, Tangy has been just uh, turning heads and kicking ass uh, left and right across the uh, the cannabis competitions and the cannabis world. So please join me in welcoming to the show the Tangy Man himself, Crockett of Crockett Family Farms. Crockett, how you doing, man? Hey, good, good. Good to be on your show, Bobby. Now, in full disclosure, I must tell uh, our audience that you and I are actually friends. We've been friends for a few years, so uh, but that's not unusual. A lot of the people on my show have been have been you know friends of ours. It's hard to be in this in this industry and be around it and work in it and and go to the festivals and the events and not end up becoming friends with all the other people in the industry, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's it's true. It seems like uh, you know we've all become it's a it's it's a small industry, and and we've all become pretty good friends. So tell us a little about yourself. Tell us about how you got your start in growing cannabis. How you first uh, discovered your love of cannabis. Well, uh, you know, I got my start as a, a young man discovering cannabis uh, through my my family and my friends and stuff growing up growing up in uh, California in the mountains. It's, it's uh it's all around. Um our family uh cultivated marijuana uh illegally before any type of um medical laws were passed or anything like that. And as the, the medical laws progressed in California we, we uh we uh, went with it and um I uh, took it a little step farther than a lot of the other guys or a lot of my other family by uh getting into the uh breeding game early and uh, developing strains that would grow well in the, in the Sierras and the mountains and come in at the right times and, and be able to sell uh, better than, you know, the other competitors or for a better price. You know, there was always this friendly sort of competition to, to want to get your product to market, get the most money you could for it and have people, you know, uh, enjoy it and have it, some sort of a demand on it. And, um, you know, so I, I got into breeding young, trying to develop different strains for our outdoor, and that just kind of uh, progressed into where we're at now. You know, there was a lot more indoor coming through the way, and a lot more growers, uh, along with with uh, medical uh, laws and, and everything. A lot of medical patients were able to, to cultivate their own medicine, and uh you know, a lot of uh, people were looking for different types of strains. They didn't always want to grow the same thing, you know. You don't. So uh, that's kind of how I got into it. Cool. And I, I think that my introduction to you was, uh, I know it was at the Cannabis Cup in Amsterdam. Was it 2009? Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, what year was it? Do you I, remember? I thought it was 2008. Ah, 2008. It 2008. But it might be 2009. I'm not sure. Um yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, going to the Cannabis Cup uh, in Amsterdam and and rubbing the shoulders with all of the all of the cannabis elite, seeing the expos and things like that 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 just weren't around. They weren't available. They just didn't exist in the United States at that time. You know, so it was a uh, eye opening thing to see that there was another place in the world that they uh, people were uh, you know freer to to have these sort of things and coffee shops and uh, you know, even a, a cannabis competition, you know, I mean, uh, those uh, spurred up the last few years, but, you know, in the early 2000s and stuff, there, there was only one, you know. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember well. <laughs> Yeah, and I remember <laughs> I remember specifically that uh, my wife, April, who was working at CS Travel at the time, Coffee Shop Travel, uh, who were booking all the trips to Amsterdam for the Cannabis Cup, she came home one day from work and she told me, ah, I spoke to this really cool guy and he's a grower from California and – you know, and uh, you know, I'm. You know, I want you to meet him, and he's gonna, he's going to be in Amsterdam and whatever. And I remember uh, 
her taking a shine to you right off the bat and just from your phone conversations. And then we met in Amsterdam and we just hit it off right away. I mean, you and I, I think, have a lot in common. We, you know, we both are long haired kind of rocker dudes, although you have a bit of a bit more of a country streak than I do. <laughs> I have more of a metal streak. You have more of a country streak. But I think we definitely have a lot in common. And uh, it's been real fun, like getting to getting to know you and see you, your meteoric rise in the uh, cannabis world, as it were. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, I, I I think the same thing. Right when we met each other in Amsterdam, it was a, it was an easy bromance. It really was. We <laughs> like the same kind of music. We looked the same. We like <laughs> we like the same stuff. And uh, yeah, April on the phone was was awesome. She, I I I thought she struck me a little bit odd to to be because uh, I called the number and uh, and uh, I want to talk to somebody about booking the trip and seeing exactly all the ins and outs, what's going on, the details. And she just knew everything, and instantly she she just seemed like one of my friends, like on the phone. It was I don't know how to explain it other than that, but I was completely. It was like talking to to just somebody I've known for ten years, you know. I don't know, and uh, made it really easy. And then when I met you guys, it was it was uh, obvious that it was because we were supposed to be friends for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. I, I feel the same way. And then so you you went to Amsterdam for the Cannabis Cup, and it was your first time uh, meeting a lot of those people. And if, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's how you met uh, Don and Aaron from DNA Genetics, which is probably how a lot of my listeners will, will have heard of your strains or heard of you um, because you've been uh, sort of affiliated with DNA for some years now, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we actually were – in a in a book together, and 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 the author of the book uh, introduced us um, in Amsterdam. But Heart of Dankness, right? The book Heart of Dankness. Heart of Dankness with yep. uh, Mark Has- Mark Hassel Smith. Um, but I believe right before right before he was going to introduce us, because we were there in Amsterdam and everybody was around, and and he was off doing something, and he was going to introduce me to Aaron and Dawn, and. Um, all of a sudden, I think Aaron, uh, I think April just like pulled me aside and said, there they are right there. And I think I've, I'll have to ask her, but I think she's the one that actually introduced me to Aaron and Don. I'm not exact. I, I don't remember exactly, but I know, I know we met, we were, we had a scheduled meeting with Mark Haskell, but I think at the cannabis cup, she actually said, Hey, you know, I'd like you to meet somebody, blah, blah, blah. And we had a short conversation there before our meeting. So it was kind of kind of cool <laughs> she preempted it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's april's good at that she's uh the great connector i like to say she she meets people and she says oh this person needs to meet that person and she's very good at, at pairing up people that end up uh either getting together in a romantic way or in a professional way or whatnot uh she has a good uh good intuition about that but um so you met the DNA guys, and you hit it off, and you began a, sort of a partnership. Tell me a little about the relationship with DNA and what it's done for you and f- well, for the business. I, I met DNA, uh, and uh, we hit it off as well. Um, I lived in I lived in California, and and Aaron was around California in that time. He still is now, but uh, he said to come by and and uh, talk to him. So I came by and and uh, brought some jars with me. Of just some stuff that we had been growing around on the mountain for a long time, stuff that we had been messing around with, and uh, he was like, "Where you know you, you seen the tangy?" And he was just he was him and his friend 
uh, Surge were uh, talking about an old school strain called uh, Tangy that was around uh, back in the mid 90s in their area. And they, they were like, this is the closest thing we've ever seen to it. Oh my God, this is it, you know? And then right at that same time, the concentrate game was starting up and uh, everybody's concentrates weren't uh, real therapy, real flavorful. And uh, when after we, we made concentrate out of Tangy for the first time, we knew it was a hit. It was a home run. It was just so citrus and so orange and so different than everything else that was on the market at that time. And uh, especially in the sativa range coming from Amsterdam and stuff, everything sativa over there is a hate. Everything is a, a very unique smell and very good smell, something that I really enjoy and like, but it was really uniform on the sativa level at that time. Yeah, There was, there was other sativas around, don't get me wrong, but on the production and the main market in Amsterdam is where you would find people that were actually growing sativa for protection. California generally doesn't grow sativas for production, you know. Um, and uh, candy was just something new and different that could, somebody could have it in their pocket or burn a joint before you see them in their apartment. And when you walk in, you would know that they were burning candy. You could smell it in the air. You could smell it in their pocket. You, could, you knew exactly what strain it was just by, just by walking by them. You knew they had it, you know. So it was a, it was a very unique strain at that time. And uh, so they took it, and uh, and I gave it to them. And we started making seeds, and we started putting it out. And uh, it was a hit. And uh, we just instantly formed a friendship and a, and a unique partnership that's uh, going to this day. Cool. And uh, Tangy was the strain that won you your first cannabis cup, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yes, it was the... Uh, the first one that I ever won, and then it was like a uh, avalanche of awards after that. It was, uh, it seemed like there was an award every month coming from somewhere, and it was like, <laughs> this one's from Chile, and this one's from Spain, and from Amsterdam, and then Colorado, and Seattle, and, and you know, Michigan, and, and like everywhere there was a cup, everywhere there was an event, every pansy was winning something, and it was just taking the world by storm. It was, it was really unbelievable. Um, I couldn't believe it. My friends and family couldn't believe it. We were really, uh, ecstatic to, uh, to have produced something that was so in demand at that time. It was the time when the cups started being in the United States. So it was like the first Colorado cup and the first San Francisco cup and the first Seattle cup. And these were all the cups that Angie was taking. And it was just, the first time that people all over the, the country and in and, and different countries were able to, 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 to taste this and to experience it. And, uh, and it was just winning time after time. Yeah, you're right. It was like, a, it was like an avalanche. Uh, have you completely lost count or do you have any idea how many awards uh, you've won at this point? Cause I've lost count personally. <laughs> yeah. The, the awards like, a lot of times I don't enter, I, I give the material to other people and they enter it, but we try to take account and the best guess is we're right around triple digits. We're either in the 90s or in the hundreds right there on uh, awards that are from our genetics. Amazing. Um, awards that were physically won by me and DNA or Tangy and strawberry banana and, and some of those other strains are uh, probably in the 40s, 30s, 40s 
it's it's amazing. I remember that uh, back in the days you were talking about earlier in Amsterdam, that uh, Ariane uh, from the greenhouse and Bar- uh, Derry from Barney's had a little friendly rivalry going for a while, and they were the two biggest winning cup winning people. And one had like thirty two, and one had like thirty three cups or, or awards, and uh, and that was a big deal back then. That was huge. To be able to say you've you've had triple digit award winning strains is uh, definitely uh, uh, you know something that's w- couldn't have happened back then. It's it's pretty it's pretty remarkable. No, it almost goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where there was only one cup once a year. So to have a dozen strains or two dozen, or I mean a dozen awards or two dozen awards from a, uh, something that happens once a year you know, is a really remarkable thing. Um, these are, I mean, triple digits are from every every cup that we've we've tried to keep track of, especially the high times, you know, but but even, you know, all of the other cups and things that other people have bought in the, uh, or have bought the seeds and uh, won awards with, which is a really cool thing, too, because that's one of the, the things that I've really uh, came to enjoy is, is being able to sell somebody's seeds then take those seeds, grow them out, and win an award with those genetics. That's that's pain right there. That's that's really cool. Yeah, and that's I mean that's how you mostly make your bread and butter, right? Is with seeds. It's not with selling plant. It's with mostly with selling seeds, right? Yeah, yeah. We're a genetics company. We basically just sell seeds and genetics. Um, we do other things too. We consult and and uh, are involved in um, some medical grows in dispensaries throughout the West Coast, but um, our main focus has always been genetics and seeds. Yeah. Let, let me let me ask you also um, about the awards. Uh, like, how important are the awards to you? Because I know that you're a pretty humble guy. For you, it's not about, you know, I don't think it's about glory or fame or anything from, from what I read from you, but uh, it's a big commitment to enter these competitions. It's a lot of material that has to be submitted. Uh, you know, it's money, it's material and, and time and stuff. And you, you know, you consistently are entering them and consistently winning them, which is which is impressive and awesome. But how important is it to you to stay in these competitions and, and, and keep yourself involved in those? Well, you know, um, the, the awards aren't as important as, as being a part of the competition and part of the community. Um, you know, the, the awards are, are uh, an extra. The, the big thing to me is, is the actual cups and that, the actual events where you can get everybody from the industry together, uh, people that, that build the products, people that sell the products, people that buy the products. Everybody's together, and uh, you can really talk to people, see what's new, see what's going on. You know, um, that that's the big thing with me. The awards is, is a definite bonus. I mean... As a genetics company, you've got to win awards. You've got to be, um, you, you've got to make that draw for people to want to purchase your genetics, especially when you're not a very known company. As you get bigger and bigger, the awards mean less and less as far as revenue and everything for the company. But, uh, you know, I, I definitely enjoy entering the competitions. I, I definitely enjoy competing against, you know, everybody. That's all, all the heavy hitters and even the, the no-name people that usually that there's always somebody that I don't know that wins a, wins a cup and I'm always interested in what they're doing and how they did it and, you know, and what they've got going on. You know, I, I just, uh, I enjoy them all the way around, you know, I, I really do. I, 
I uh, I was uh, really thrilled at the last one when uh, my son won an award, his first award. He won actually two awards. He won a third place for Rosin and a first place for uh, Infusion. And uh, I was uh, really tickled about that one. And then, you know, there's other things, too. Like sometimes we'll we'll have enough uh, material out of some of our growth, growth facilities to uh, get out to all of the uh, nature concentrate guys in the game, and uh, then they'll use those genetics to enter cups. And I think the last two or three cups in a row, we've been responsible for between like eight and 12 cups uh, at each one with, with our actual material, not just our genetics, but our material as well. But um, they're not actual Crocker Family Farms wins, obviously. Cause right, I would, right. I would uh, get get the material to the concentrate, concentrate companies, and, and uh, they would uh, enter it, but uh, still really, uh, really cool. Sure. I mean, even if someone else grows it or someone else processes it, it's still your genetics that you developed, and it's got to make you feel proud. And the other thing that's got to make you feel proud is is what you just mentioned, your son coming along and and winning awards too which is pretty amazing and uh i'm glad you brought that up because uh we're going to take a short break but after the break um i want to talk to you a little more about your son and about your family in general so uh we're going to take a quick break right now but uh don't go anywhere because we're going to be right back with more from crockett from crockett family farms want to grow your own weed but not sure where to get the seed go to bcbuddepot.com For nearly 15 years, BC Bud Depot has been building one of the world's most comprehensive seed banks, offering over 50 strains of top quality cannabis to suit every grower's needs, including multiple award-winning strains like God Bud, The Perps, BC Blueberry, Girl Scout Cookies, and more. In fact, BC Bud Depot's genetics have won over 30 different cannabis awards over the past decade. So you know you're dealing with a recognized industry leader that will deliver you some of the most potent, flavorful flowers on the planet. They ship worldwide, offering fast, discreet delivery at reasonable prices. All online orders are processed within 48 hours and are packaged and mailed with the utmost stealth and safety in mind. And if for some reason your order gets lost, damaged, or confiscated, BC Bud Depot will resend it at no extra charge guaranteeing that every customer receives what they paid for. Whether you're looking for indica or sativa, indoor or outdoor, feminized or auto-flowering, BC Bud Depot has the seeds you need at a price you can handle. But don't take my word for it. Check out their extensive library of award-winning genetics for yourself at bcbuddepot.com and type in promo code BLAZIN420 at checkout to receive 10% off your order. BC Bud Depot home of cannabis champions since 2002. Please check your local, state, and national laws before ordering. All right, and welcome back to Blazin. Uh, my special guest today is the owner and proprietor of Crockett Family Farms, one of the top award-winning cannabis breeding and uh, genetics companies out there today. And uh, we were talking before the break about the fact that your son actually won two awards at the last Cannabis Cup, the High Times Cannabis Concentrate Cup in San Bernardino. And uh, that brings me to a good point. Uh, You call your company Crockett Family Farms, and that's not just uh, some gimmick. That's the real deal. Uh, You mentioned earlier that you come from a family of 
cannabis growers in, in your in your past, and that tradition is continuing with your with your whole family, uh, including your son. Tell us a little about how uh, your business runs and how your family's involved. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are a true family business. Ninety five percent of everybody that's involved in our uh, business is all family. We're very close friends. Basically, uh, it was it's kind of funny you mentioned that too because when we were accepting the award on stage. I looked around and I was like, man, I'm expect- I- I'm standing up here with my family, my actual family, who we sit down and have dinner with every night. And that's the only people that were on the stage. It wasn't like an entourage of, of helpers or different people and partners and this and that. It was, it was my wife, my, my son, my daughter, you know, my cousin was there as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was just a really special feeling when we're, 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 we're in the Canada stuff and we're working the booth it's my family that's working the booth you know and um there's not a lot of booths out there there's not a lot of companies out there that are that are like that you know this is our business this is what we do um i will uh, i hand this down to my kids they help out on a daily and my younger kids help clean different things and and do uh packaging and different things like that um but brian's been my uh right hand man for a long time and uh, he uh, entered uh, two different things on this last cup and, and won a third and a first, and I was really proud of it. It was a really cool moment. A lot of uh, kids his age, you know, probably haven't ran 100,000-plus square foot facilities, greenhouses, <laughs> and, and 150 light indoor warehouses, and, you know, two, three, four, five hundred 500-gallon smart pot gardens outside. This kid's done it. You know what I mean? He's put in his time. He's been around it, more saturated around it than than anybody his age that I know of. He really deserves the awards. Right on, man. Well, let's uh, let's hear from Brian himself. Uh, we are now joined by your son, Brian. What's up? What's going on, man? Hey, Bobby. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So, tell me a little about what was it like growing up with Crockett as your dad? Well, um, yeah, it's uh, definitely been an enjoyable experience. <laughs> learned a lot. I've been surrounded by growing and breeding all my life, so definitely nothing new. And I started going to the cannabis cups and stuff. And ever since I turned 18, I've been able to actually work side by side with my father, and it's been rewarding every day. So I enjoy what I do. <laughs> awesome. So this last uh, this last event was the first time that a product was entered, you know, under the company name that you created. Is that right? Yeah, that was. Uh, it was a fusion entry. It was a strawberry banana jewels. So um, we took some of the flowers that we grew from uh, our greenhouse and and uh, doused it with some strawberry banana keef and uh, gave it a shot and took a first place with that. And we also made uh, some strawberry banana uh, rosin that took a third as well. So. That's awesome. Had you ever been up on stage with your dad before when he'd won an award, or was that your first time ever being on stage? Um, I was up there in Jamaica, and I, I, I'm usually on the sidelines taking pictures and whatnot. But yeah, it was definitely a really cool experience to be able to up there and, and uh, accept a reward and stand next to him. <laughs> it's got to be it's got to be especially rewarding uh, to be able to you know be up there, a father and son accepting an award together, knowing that your work combined working together won that. It, it's got to just feel amazing. Yeah, definitely working towards the same goals and uh, getting rewarded. 
So uh, what? What? Tell me a little about what you guys have going on right now. I know that you. Last time I saw you guys, you had a pretty big greenhouse that you were working on uh, setting up at the time. I know that greenhouse has now been in full operation for a while. But tell me about. So I heard you got some other new exciting news uh, on the horizon, like as far as your grow operations. Yeah, well, um, Crockett Family Farms is always expanding and keeping on new opportunities and whatnot. Uh, right now, I'm one of the uh, growers at a 120,000-square-foot facility. It's an all-greenhouse, um, top-of-the-line production. It's uh, mainly concentrate-focused, so we're doing a lot of our big winning strawberry banana, lemon skunk, um, all those heavy hitters. But um, it's, we definitely got a good team working with us. Everybody knows what they're doing. We all enjoy what we do. So, um, you know, we love working with the plants. We're all positive, so definitely a, a good, hardworking team. And I feel like, you know, we have a lot in front of us and definitely a challenge every day. You know, there's no break or whatnot, but you got to love what you do, you know. So, But we definitely have new stuff going on all the time, you know. You could tell them about one of the new things that we've got going on that kind of involves uh, Bobby and April. <laughs> um, we just took a uh, second place with our Bob Ross cut. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a funny story. April uh, mentioned to me maybe even a year ago, she said, Crockett, you've got you've to make a Bob Ross cut. you got to name or you gotta, you got to make a strain called Bob Ross. It's going to be the coolest thing. It's a great name. And I was, I just kind of chuckled it off at first, you know, and, and, uh, we're, we're sitting there and we're, we've, we're, we had 54 strains in, in one of our, uh, R&D greenhouses, the, the research and development greenhouses on the seed company. We had 54 strains on the last one that came off and there's one that just shined. And, uh, I was like, that's the Bob Ross. Hmm. I had started watching Netflix and seen some of the Bob Ross, uh, episodes on there and the whole family got addicted to watching this. <laughs> <laughs> this show, and we were watching it at dinner time, and all this, and and uh, we ended up naming it Bob Ross. And I know it tickled uh, April to to have the the straight name there, and then for it to win too, that was just a, a cherry on top. Yeah, she she has been going on about that for a long time. So I'm glad you finally uh, did it. It was, uh, it was funny too because the the cuts were uh, they they were labeled. Uh, there, there's always abbreviations on when you're labeling on that many things. And the label, the abbreviations for that one were PBS. And uh, <laughs> so I was looking, sitting there looking at, at 15 cups in front of me that I had taken cuts of that said PBS on it. And we had been watching Bob Ross almost every <laughs> night at dinner. And I was like, that's the Bob Ross right there. It's a sign. You it, know, yeah. So it's easy to get sucked into because he's fun to watch when you're high. He's mellow. He's calm. <laughs> He's creative. It's it's it brings out the best in what being high and being a stoner I think is about. Being you know, his vibe is just so so great and uh you know, and then he's painting happy little trees and happy little clouds <laughs> and you're just like trees, clouds, yeah. <laughs> totally. Cool. Well, uh, I uh, I will admit uh that I got to try some of that uh award-winning Bob Ross concentrate. And uh, it was absolutely delicious. And uh, I have not yet gotten to see the flower or taste the flower yet, which I also look forward to. 
Let me ask you guys both uh, this question for both of you. So concentrates obviously have just completely almost taken over the, the cannabis world. Um, do you guys still enjoy flowers? Do you enjoy it as much as concentrates? Do you go back and forth? What What do you tend to smoke that, the most of? That's funny because uh, I, I don't know if it's a generation gap or an age thing or I'm just uh, different. But I, I smoke 90% flowers and 10% hash, probably. Maybe a little more when I'm traveling and stuff because it's easier to carry around. But I generally smoke flowers. And Brian, on the other hand, he loves solventless. He loves pressing his own hash and flowers. You know what I mean? He, he likes that sort of thing. So I think, you know, I, I think we get the best of both worlds. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely enjoy smoking flowers. It's it's something you want to go to every morning. You don't want to fill yourself down with some hash first thing in the morning, but I'm probably a, more of a, a hash connoisseur. I do enjoy hashy plants like our strawberry banana. Um, we have a Bob Ross, you know, we call Afro Grease, which puts off a lot of hash as well. So I, I do love, you know, exploring those hashy plants and different terpene qualities. Right on. So I know that you guys uh, do most of your or a lot of your business at the cannabis events. Um, you guys just came off a very successful High Times Concentrate Cup, a Chalice event, which was uh, which was really awesome. Uh, so what's next for you guys? Where are you guys headed next? Um, well, I guess the next uh, cup we're going to go to would be the uh, Canadian Bio Cup in uh, Vancouver Island in BC, and. Uh, that's a really cool cup, I guess. Uh, it's the first time I've ever been there, but the way they explain it, it's a, a, basically a three-day cookout music festival or campout music festival, and uh, we're really excited about going up there. And uh, after that, we're going to go up to Alaska to Canacon in September. Nice. Um, it'll be the first time we go up to Alaska for business. We usually go up there every year for pleasure, and so uh, we're excited about that as well. Cool. I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but I'm actually going to be up at the uh, BioCup in Canada as well. I've been uh, tapped as a celebrity judge, so uh, don't try to influence me. Don't try to bribe me. <laughs> <laughs> the only way I'm voting for you is if is if it's the absolute best thing in the pile, and that's the that's the truth. But I yeah, want any other way. yeah. So, but I'm uh, I'm actually looking forward to that event. I've never been up to uh, Vancouver Island. It should be awesome. I'm glad we'll get to uh, see you up there and uh, and get to hang out a little bit up there. Definitely. And is the whole family going with you up to Canada as well? Um, I'm actually bringing my younger twin daughters up there with me. I thought that would be a good cup for them to go to because it's kind of a camp out and a music festival and and everything else. And they're they're younger, so um, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna bring them with me. Um, Brian has responsibilities on the uh, job the the job that we're on right now. Somebody's got to mind and, the uh, store, he, right? <laughs> yeah, and and, uh, and so he's gonna uh, stay back, but he's gonna be going with me to Alaska. So I've never been to Alaska, but I hear it's gorgeous. Yeah, cool. Well, uh, I wish you good luck in the Bio Cup and in Alaska as well on, in the competition. And uh, I look forward to seeing you there. And uh, Brian, I'm sorry I'll miss you, but I'm sure I'll see you again soon enough. Uh, down yeah. at the next cannabis event, wherever that might be. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I want to thank you both for taking time out of your uh, busy uh, smoking, growing, processing schedule to uh, chat with me today and uh, be my guest. Thank you guys so much. 
Hey, always a pleasure. Thanks to you. Thank you, Bobby. It's, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. All yeah, right. Thank you very much, Bobby. All right, guys. Take care. Bye. All right. If you want to know more about Crockett Family Farms and their awesome award-winning genetics, you can find links to their sites on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash blazedwithbb. Be sure to follow me on social media as well, Twitter at Bobby Black, Facebook and Instagram at Bobby Black 420 I should also mention that this is the last show of Season 1 of Blazin'. Uh, it's been an amazing six months. I want to thank all of the awesome guests that have been on the show thus far. And I'm going to be taking a short hiatus after this episode but I will be back in a few weeks when I will be broadcasting live from the BioCup at the Legends Valley Music Festival up at Lake Kawashan in British Columbia. That's August 26th through 28th. For tickets and info, visit biocup.ca. So if you can get tickets and get on up there, please do. It's going to be an amazing event. And if you can't, well, just toke up and tune in with us here on Blazin', and you'll get a full report of all the cool stuff going down up there. Until then, this is Bobby Black saying, Blaze on, brothers and sisters. 